welcome to E-Commerce Innovators, a podcast that brings together the brightest minds in the industry to explore innovative strategies and trends in global e-commerce. Our host is John LeBaron, Chief Revenue Officer at Pattern, the premier partner for global e-commerce acceleration. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining the show today. My name is John LeBaron. I am the Chief Revenue Officer here at Pattern, and I am thrilled today to have you meet our guest. Her name is Laura Kisan. She is from Walmart Fulfillment Services, and she's the lead over all account management there. So welcome to the show today, Laura. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's good to hear your voice again. Good to see you again. Yeah, good to see you too. Yeah, tell us about what's new and what your job is for those that are not familiar with WFS and account management there. Tell us about that. Awesome. So Walmart Fulfillment Services is the fulfillment services platform that we have launched over the past two years at Walmart. We are helping sellers ship inventory to customers in two days. And so the entire platform is that sellers ship their inventory into Walmart fulfillment centers. We use the Walmart fulfillment network to get items to customers with two-day shipping. We have both sortable and non-sortable inventory in the program. And we are currently working with thousands of sellers. So as the lead over account management, we are really focusing on top tier sellers, trying to make sure that they get their inventory into our fulfillment centers and are successfully able to utilize our fulfillment network and our platform to seamlessly handle orders to customers as well as customer service and returns, all services that WFS provides for our sellers. I love it. And when we started this podcast, e-commerce innovators, you were one of the first people I thought of because I really do see you as an innovator in this space. I see Walmart as an innovator in this space. And certainly the area of fulfillment and logistics is white hot right now. It's crazy. I think, especially with in a post-COVID world, I'm sure you guys are really glad that you made the investments early on as you did just because it's never been more important than it is right now, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we are trying to leverage our resources so that sellers don't have to. We want them to just take that initial heavy lift of getting inventory to us and then rest assured that everything else is going to be handled and they won't have to hire a ton more resources in their specific warehouses to make sure that they have a successful peak. Obviously, it's all hands on deck for holiday right now. We know capacity is going to be constrained with our various carriers. We know that there's a lot of issues getting inventory received in country right now from overseas manufacturers. And really, we just want to be that resource that sellers go to so that they can get their items in the hands of as many customers as possible. Yeah. So I think to be good at your job, and you've had multiple jobs, and I think we should go through some of those you recently promoted. So congratulations again on that. Thank you. So to be good at your job, I think you have to be have a good understanding of Walmart, right? And how internal operations, how to advocate, how to marshal resources. You have to be really good and empathetic toward the partner angle and the marketplace side of that business and the strategic importance as well as tactical you know, chops required for that side of the business to run pretty smoothly. And then you have to have some pretty good understanding of e-commerce and distribution of logistics and all that fulfillment services that we talked about. So maybe tell us a little bit about you know, your background, 
and some of the roles that you've had leading up here that have prepared you for this awesome opportunity? Yeah. So traditionally, I have been a buyer. I've worked primarily in fashion kind of early on in my career, was an assistant buyer at Pottery Barn back in the day, and was really interested in kind of fashion and merchandising. I worked at a startup before coming to Walmart, and that was a really cool opportunity. We created video content that was shoppable for the internet. So imagine like a QVC, but only... 30 second clips that you could actually buy product from. And that was a really fun opportunity that sort of combined the tech aspect of things as well as the buying aspect. And we also were leveraging a bit of a marketplace there. And then I decided to come to Walmart for all the reasons that you might think. It's an amazing company. It's number one in the Fortune 500. We reach so many customers, so many neighborhoods, so many people. Walmart does so much good. And I really came over here to be a buyer for the women's apparel team. But right after I joined Walmart, we actually had acquired Jet. And so that became an additional platform that we got to work on. So not only were we buying clothing for the Walmart customer, but we were buying merchandise for the Jet customer as well, trying to kind of have two great platforms where our customers could shop. At the time, we envisioned it like a really high-end platform in Jet. And what kind of merchandise would that customer base need? So just thinking about the different markets. And then after being a category manager and managing a team of category specialists for a few years, I actually came over to the WFS side. So I learned that Walmart was launching the Walmart Fulfillment Services platform. We were super in our infancy. We had six sellers, Pattern being one of them, which was super awesome. And we really started trying to brainstorm like what do sellers need from Walmart? What do sellers require from us to make sure that a seller can be a part of the platform, we can get their inventory stored for them, and then we can get it into customers' hands in two days. And it took a lot of kind of adjusting that perspective of purchasing inventory directly from brands and sellers and actually shifting to thinking about how to house inventory and fulfill it on behalf of sellers and brands, but not actually buying it outright. So there's still an element of inventory management that needs to take place, of capacity planning, and of making sure that the sellers really trust in us to house their inventory. Inventory is money. They still own it, really. Like We're not buying it from them, but we need to make sure that they're having an incredible experience that they know where their inventory is at all times. And then our customers are also having that great experience that they can receive an assortment from Walmart that maybe they haven't captured before and that we can be their one-stop shop for any product that they might want. I love it. So a lot of experience on the buyer and the category management side, a lot of experience e-commerce related. How did you in preparation for this role, how have you ramped up on fulfillment logistics? Obviously, you're probably not in the warehouse shipping out everyone's packages, et cetera. But how have you or, or Walmart as a whole been able to kind of ramp up on that muscle? And how's it gone? What are some success stories? What are some mistakes? I'm sure you're yeah. full of both of them. Yeah. So honestly, that was the biggest learning curve for me. So as a buyer, you know that somebody behind the scenes is helping you get your inventory on hand. If you say you want to buy something, then a few months later, it magically appears in the FC. 
But now I have an up close and personal picture of how the process works, what kind of resources a seller needs to acquire LTL capacity to fill up trucks, to get the trucks to our various locations, then to make sure at the Walmart facilities, our team is ready to receive in this inventory with extreme care and consideration, making sure that it is put away accurately. The items were set up in a way that they can easily receive them in. Our sellers have followed like our routing guide process to make sure that they're packed properly. So there's no question about what these goods are and who they came from. So that has been really like a huge learning curve for me. I've gotten a lot of experience working with our operations teams. WFS actually started only operating out of one facility initially, which was located in Kentucky. And in that facility, it's an entire facility dedicated to Walmart fulfillment services. So no other inventory lives there that is 1P or coming from any sort of other assortment than the WFS sellers. And that team has been really instrumental in poking holes in the process, helping us think bigger about things maybe we didn't consider, how pallets are stored versus how individual units are stored that go in containers, how different things are picked. It's been really, really, really interesting to kind of learn the ropes and be able to plan for something that we, at the beginning of this, didn't know how big we were going to get, how fast we were going to get there. And it's been really, really awesome to see the growth and everything that we've learned from being a part of this whole process. Yeah, I love that. What are some of the main, I guess, competencies you've had to develop? I think you were managing all of those accounts individually. I think maybe you got up to managing 100 accounts individually before you finally probably said, okay, uncle, uncle, enough. You know, what are some of the competencies you've had to develop and the ways you've probably had to innovate your own career to be able to honestly succeed and thrive in uh, despite all this enormous pressure on you? Yeah. So I think truly we want to be, and I believe we really are for sellers by sellers platform. It's paramount in the success of WFS that we put sellers at the top tier of our priority. We rely on sellers to bring in awesome inventory and they rely on us to fulfill it for them. So it is truly a partnership. And when we first started and we had six pilot sellers, you know, I was working with all those sellers to make sure that this process would go off without a hitch and that we could fundamentally do what we set out to do, which was fulfill items on behalf of sellers to our customers. Sellers are also our customers. And then I think that as we scaled and added more sellers, there's sellers coming in at all different levels of understanding. So some sellers have done this on other platforms. They know what they need to do. They're familiar with how to read a routing guide, how to prep shipments. Some sellers don't know what to do. They don't know where to start. They just have a great product and they want it to reach customers' hands. So it's like a different level of effort that you have to put into accounts and sellers based on their various needs. Then as we continue to add more and more sellers to the platform, we really expanded our partner support services because not just one account manager can satisfy that need for every single seller. Which kind of accounts become accounts that need a lot more high touch, a lot more effort? And then what kind of accounts can we leverage our specific specialized WFS partner support team to be able to help with various issues that are happening? And as we add more and more sellers, how do we break out the sellers who need the most assistance and 
partnership from our team. And then what sellers actually don't necessarily want to be on a call every week and want to be able to run their business more autonomously. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I guess to that point, you've kind of underscored some more like high touch and value add, almost like a concierge feels like aspect to the partner relationship. What are some of the other differentiators for WFS that are either currently here or you guys are working, innovating on improving or, or changing the way? Because to your point, there are obviously other FBA comes to mind, fulfillment options for other marketplaces. Mm-hmm. What are the differences that you are already created or seeking to create? Yeah. So this is something I take super personally because I wanted to make sure that when I started as an account manager on this team, and as we've added more account managers, we treat the sellers with the utmost importance and we solve their needs for them. No question is too small. Nothing goes unanswered. You shouldn't not respond because you don't know. And we have taken special consideration to loop the product team back in with all the things that sellers come to us for. So that was something that was kind of a learning as we started. We were taking in as much feedback from our sellers as we possibly could so that we could bring that information to the product team and get the product team to build improvements that would end up satisfying our sellers' needs. So back to that four sellers, five sellers platform. We are not only trying to make sure that the sellers are happy, but when they're unhappy, What can we actually just go build for you so that you can run your business more seamlessly on the WFS platform? We have been able to launch our small parcel inbound. And so any seller who is creating a purchase order through the WFS platform can actually use our preferred carrier to inbound inventory at a reduced rate. So sellers had voiced to us that it's expensive to get inventory from their location to our location. We saw that as a problem, something that we could use our resources and our partnerships to solve for and something that now all sellers have the ability to use. Another thing that we are currently working on launching is a labeling service. So if sellers can't label their goods with GTINs or UPCs like Walmart requires, we could actually go ahead and label those items on behalf of our sellers to help them more seamlessly get inventory on hand. So there's been you know, a lot of amazing things like that, that we have heard the seller's needs and we've tried to adjust our platform and adjust our tech so that we can fulfill their requirements. I love that. I think customer obsession, we have a value here, a pattern of partner obsession. And it sounds like a very similar thread on really focusing and staying fanatic about those partnerships is really the wellspring of innovation in this case. What are some of the maybe misconceptions that brands have around WFS or around even working with Walmart as a whole? Yeah, that's a good question. So I think sometimes people think that there might be certain brands that don't want to be listed on Walmart, or maybe the customer that they hope is shopping on Walmart isn't actually shopping on Walmart, but they're wrong. Walmart customers are of all kinds, coming from all backgrounds at all levels. And we really see a huge variety to our customer base. And we want to be able to provide our customers with anything that they might be looking for so that we're their one-stop shop for anything they need for their everyday life and, you know, and then some. So we've used the example before, like if you are shopping for a piece of Toomey luggage, you can find that on Walmart. 
And also if you're shopping for a box of cereal, you can also find that on Walmart. You know, there's a huge variety to the brand assortment that is available to our customers and they buy all of it. We've sold a lot of different brands that maybe customers don't even think we have. We've even been able to unlock brands through WFS. And one of the reasons for that is because through Walmart Fulfillment Services, brands are able to control their own content and their own price points and their own imagery and how their items are served up to customers. So with those additional controls and the fact that nobody's going to come in over the top of a seller and change their prices, I think that the brands that are part of WFS end up having more control over the customer experience than maybe they think that they would be able to. So that's something that I think is really awesome. We also recently launched a brand portal and brands are able to register on it and make sure that other gray market sellers, for example, wouldn't be able to sell their branded product with their content. It can actually be controlled by a brand and we can make sure that brands are protected. So I think that there may be certain brands who in the past haven't wanted to be on Walmart, but we provide a great experience to our customers and we have tons and tons of product on walmart.com. And we want to make sure that we're serving our customers and we want to help brands get their items in all customers' hands. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think... If you take a step back and just on the topic of e-commerce innovation and e-commerce innovators, you know, Walmart isn't really, probably doesn't come to the top of someone's mind when they think about the world's most innovative companies. If you think about Apple or Google or Tesla, right? Walmart may not feel like immediately jumps, but for me and my personal experience, I have found Walmart to be incredibly innovative. Honestly, even as a customer, right? Just the mobile applications, the in-store layouts, the way that they've been hustling and driving. And I've noticed a pretty marked shift in the perception of Walmart among all the different brands that I chat with as well. It's pretty positive. And I would say 10 years ago, there wasn't as great of this kind of halo effect, I would say, from Walmart like there is today. So maybe, I don't know if you can speak to that. Obviously, I don't know how insulated WFS is from the broader Walmart kind of innovation engine, but maybe you can speak to that a little bit and where you see innovation and how you kind of continue to build a culture of innovation within WFS. Yeah, so that's a great question. WFS is really like a startup within Walmart. And we are trying to push boundaries to change the way that maybe things have formerly operated so that we can be a successful platform that is competitive, that is someplace that sellers want to be, and is providing product to customers that they want to buy. So I really feel like specifically within the WFS organization, we're continually trying to push the boundaries, break down barriers, ask questions that maybe nobody's asked before, and see if we can even change thinking on cross-functional teams to prioritize the sellers that are part of WFS and prioritize the inventory that's coming on hand. And even with some historically really challenging processes like item setup and getting items registered on walmart.com to be available for sale, like some of those processes were really tough. If I'm being honest, they were really challenging. They took even marketplace sellers forever to travel through all of our work streams to get items created so that they could be listed for sale. And 
our team actually has our own product team within WFS with product managers who own item setup that have challenged the item setup process in the greater Walmart ecosystem and said, this needs to be easier for sellers. This needs to go faster. Someone should be able to set up an item in the morning and go to their warehouse and have a PO shipped out in the afternoon. So I think that we have made some serious strides for the better. And we have really challenged kind of the interworkings of historical processes within Walmart. And we are encouraged to do so. Our leadership on the WFS team, you know, really challenges me to challenge the account managers to ask more questions. Why can't we do something? What if we thought about it in a different way? What if we helped a seller in a way that's never been done before, you know? So I love being a part of this team for that reason. I don't feel like there's all this red tape around me and I'm not allowed to ask questions or there would be someone that we couldn't challenge. I feel a lot of empowerment to ask questions and go for it. I love it. And I would echo that. I think everything I've seen from my perspective on the Walmart relationship that we have has been incredibly reciprocal. It's been innovative. I think there's been a lot of empowerment to make changes, to make updates. And I feel very respected and listened to as a partner, which I think is really stems from the culture that you have described earlier. So I think that's fantastic. Well, how's everything going? You've got COVID now, or at least post-COVID and the Delta variant and all this fun stuff going on. Amazon feels personally like they've been crippled. Their COVID limit restrictions, their account levels of restrictions, they're blocking inbound shipments. I mean, especially as even as we ramp to the holidays, I'm seeing my own, if I order something on Amazon, it's not being delivered same day or next day, it's taking several days. So you can just see the capacity constraints, just insane. How is it on your side of the house? For us, WFS is super high priority for the whole company to make sure that we are able to satisfy the needs of our sellers and make sure that we get inventory on hand, on time. We have been pushing sellers to ship earlier. Like we've been working with sellers to think about holiday in the middle of June. We want to be prepared. We want to get inventory received and put away before that traffic really starts being crazy for the holiday season and everyone starts shopping. And I think for us, we're expecting really big things. We're expecting a really, really, really successful Q4. We are doing everything we can to get the best inventory from all of our sellers on hand and put away and ready to go. So it's all hands on deck. We're talking about holiday every single day already, you know, as expected. And we're seeing huge inbound quantities right now for WFS. So we think it's going to be a really, really, really stellar holiday season. And I'm really excited to see how it goes. Yeah, so am I. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> Fingers crossed, right? I don't know how much you can speak to this, so feel free to demur if you're not able to, but I'm sure you have a pipeline of innovation happening. What can sellers and brands expect to see from a WFS perspective moving forward if you can speak to anything? And if not, maybe just some of the challenges or current gaps that you see that you recognize will need to be addressed or, or filled as WFS evolves. Yeah. So one thing that we are really focusing on right now is making sure that our fulfillment network is really stable and we have locations nationwide. So we've, I mentioned we were only in one FC last year. That is no longer the case. We have several sortable and non-sort facilities across the U.S. And we're trying to make sure that at all costs, we can continue fulfilling on our promise to get 
our WFS product in the hands of customers in two days. And we're talking about two business days, but maybe that changes to two calendar days. And maybe that even changes to next day as we continue making sure that our inventory is where it needs to be and that it's located in facilities where it'll get to our customers most efficiently. And so that's really something that I think is really exciting that is to come for us. How can we get customers inventory as fast as they need it? So I'm really excited to see how that goes. I think that the work is being done now to make sure that we are really stable and ready for changes like that as they come. And I think that's something that we could look for next year. Love it. Try to read the tea leaves on that one, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things that's fascinating for me as I think about the macro trends that are happening across e-commerce and marketplaces specifically, we work with Mercado Libre in Latin America. We mm-hmm. work with Alibaba in the Far East. We work with Amazon Global Marketplaces. We work with Lazada and Zalando and a bunch of these other big marketplaces around the world. And I'm always shocked how many of them and even some of the domestic marketplaces like eBay and Google Shopping, et cetera, that don't really have a 1P offering that have really scaled their businesses on the back of a 3P model. And I guess I'm just curious. I don't know if you have any insights there from that perspective, but how is Walmart thinking about this third-party business and the marketplace? They're very similar in a way to Amazon and that a lot of the business was the retail business was built on a 1P kind of offering. How is that starting to evolve? I mean, this feels like almost a test in the beginning and it feels like a lot of buy-in, a lot of investment, a lot of empowerment happening to enable this model. What I guess is your overall take in terms of of the long-term viability and sustainability of, of this specific model and to the degree that even upper management at Walmart are really leaning into this newish model? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think that WFS is not in testing phases. We are here to stay. And we are making a splash within you know, the overall marketplace organization. And we are continuing to even think about various suppliers that maybe used to be 1P, how they could potentially leverage WFS as an option. Maybe the 1P org is only buying a subset of SKUs and we need our customer base to see all the SKUs. And so we're trying to think about how we can support our suppliers and sellers through tools like WFS as we continue to expand. Walmart is an omni-channel retailer. So we have our stores, we have our walmart.com business, and inventory could flow kind of through back and forth in all experiences. So how does this potentially work back to Walmart stores in some capacity as we continue thinking about how really successful items through WFS might want to be purchased by someone who's shopping in a Walmart store. So I really think like anything is possible as we continue to grow and expand WFS, but we really are an omni-channel retailer. And I think that the importance of having this fulfillment services platform is now totally realized and known by the overall Walmart organization. And it's something that we're going to continue investing in, continue growing, continue expanding with. And we really, really hope to continue adding thousands of sellers and being in many more FCs and reaching many more customers. I love it. Okay. Well, 
It's been fascinating as always to hear all the innovation that's happening at Walmart and especially in your corner of the world with WFS. I'm really impressed by all the growth that you guys and the progress that you've made on the platform as well as onboarding new sellers and partners, et cetera. So just congratulations on everything. Maybe you know we can wrap it up. I don't know how many of our listeners are kind of in your shoes, but I look at you as someone who's also been able to innovate throughout their career and be somewhat disruptive to yourself in choosing new categories or, or choosing new areas to dip your toes into. And it feels like those bets have really paid off. And all the while juggling a family and kids and all that other fun stuff. So I guess for those people who may be listening and trying to figure out how to innovate in their own right, personally or professionally, any advice that you would offer and things that have been worked for you as you've tried to navigate your own career and, and innovate? That's a great question. Thanks for asking and thanks for the kind words there. I definitely feel like I'm learning new things every day in what I'm doing right now. And I really am the kind of person that I just try to work really hard. And so I think when an opportunity presents itself, I usually say yes. I'm a yes person in life too. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of different things have come our way just in my experience at Walmart and especially in my experience on the WFS team. And when I've seen like a new opportunity, I've tried to run towards it and always checking in, like, how do you think it's going? What could I be doing differently? Ask for real-time feedback from my managers. Like, what new parts of the business should I be paying attention to? Obviously, when WFS first came onto my radar, I thought it was awesome. And I tried as hard as I could to get an interview to get the role. And I wanted to be a part of this team, not even knowing you know, what I was going to be involved with two years later. So I think for anyone who feels like they're juggling a lot, I think hard work truly pays off. I think being a positive attitude and just be willing to do whatever it takes is something people have probably heard a thousand times, but it is true. I think that sometimes you just have to have blind faith that something great is waiting for you if you just put in the effort to get there. And I've really seen that come to life in my own life, even personally, just trying to do the best I can and just be a good person, be a good role model for my kids. Being a working mom has been a whole new experience. I only have, you know, really little kids right now, but I think just that continued push to do what you can and do whatever it takes and not expect that opportunity is going to fall in your lap. That's what I can attribute my success to. And also my parents have been really amazing role models for me as well. So can't discredit that. <laughs> and an extra <laughs> set of hands, it sounds like recently, right? Yeah, absolutely. They live down the street now. We recently moved, so they're helping with the little ones. And that's been awesome too. But they know even that it's been important for me to continue working. And I have so much passion for WFS and I love being a part of this team. And so they are helping to encourage me to be able to still continue to be part of this. I love it. Well, I will echo everything that you just said. And the only thing maybe I would add to that as well, and I know you believe this too, is just surrounding yourself with great talent, with great partners, with great mentors. I look at the team that you have surrounded yourself with and the team that you've built out and very, very impressed. And certainly we could not be where we are today without good partners like the good folks at WFS. So thank you so much for being a good partner to us as well. 
And thank you so much for joining us on the show today. And I really appreciate it. And I hope I get to see you in person sometime soon again. And if not, we'll just keep doing these remote sessions from afar. But I really appreciate you joining today. Thank you so much for having me. I just have to say that pattern has been such an incredible part of WFS's growth and continuing to bring innovative ideas our way and push us to think bigger also, which is part of how WFS has scaled and been able to think bigger quickly. So your team is incredible. Your company and all the people that I've had the privilege to work with on your side have been really an instrumental part in helping us create WFS in the place that we have reached today. And I can't wait to come visit you guys again. Got to make a trip out there, see everybody in person. I'm close, so it would only be a short flight. And I would love the opportunity to come by. Thanks so much for having me. It's really an honor to even be considered for something like this. So I really appreciate it. <music>